the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I always look forward to my conversation with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org and his other website regarding his run for governor in the state of Ohio is OhioMatt.com. But today I was looking forward to it because I had a conversation over the weekend, Matt, with someone on the uh, Republican State Central Committee. And they were uh, expressing a lot of frustration over how things work in the state uh, Republican Party. I don't know if their complaints are uh, valid or not, but I know that I have heard from a lot of people who ran for state central committee with these same concerns. And here we are after they've gotten in there and these same concerns are still on the table. So you circulate in Republican politics. And I just kind of wonder if you've heard of undercurrent of unrest in that regard or if this might not be as big a deal as it seems to be, given the phone call that I just had. No, no, it's definitely a big deal. I mean, you know, look, I've previously written about the push to try to endorse statewide candidates, which is essentially 44 people to making decision for the rest of Ohio. Um, but, yeah, no, there are other issues going on, right? There are state social committee members who sit on six committees because they're establishment and and, and insiders. And then there are others that are kicked off committees and are relegated to one or two committees. So there's a lot of things going on at State Central Committee under Alex uh, that just need to be reformed and fixed because there's just a lot of unfairness. There's a lot of bias against outsiders and and towards insiders and establishment folks. And and if there's a meeting tomorrow, I'll I'll be there uh, in the beginning to to talk to folks. They have a meeting tomorrow over here in Columbus. So that'll be a gathering of the 66 members. And you know, there's a lot on their agenda. I suspect it's going to get pretty heated at times. Okay. So regarding those endorsements in state, any buzz that those will stop? Because I don't think it's a good idea for state parties to be endorsing candidates in state. You're an outsider candidate. Do you feel like you've been given a fair shake so far? Do you see any warning signs on the horizon? Or this is a concern that the state central committee people brought to me. So do you see this being something that you're going to have to deal with in the future, or do you think that's all been buttoned up? I think it is an accepted life of an outsider to have to deal with the establishment and insiders doing everything they can to to, to, to stop outsiders from winning. And, and, and look, you know, the, the endorsement piece, I mean, put it in this perspective. The Republican National Committee does not endorse presidential candidates, right? We have primaries and caucuses in all 50 states to determine who's the nominee. And I, I don't know why it, it is that the state social committee feels that 44 people, that's all they need out of the 66 to, to issue an endorsement, 44 get to decide who the Republican nominee is instead of allowing the 88 counties on primary day to decide who the candidate's going to be. So, so that's a big problem. But look, we even see it. You know, I, I got an email earlier this week from the Franklin County Republican Party on a fundraiser for Dave Yost. Right. And, and look, so, so Dave Yost is running for governor. At least he switched his committee from attorney general to governor. So he's fundraising for his run for governor. So I guess I'm relieved in a way because I assume when I'm ready to start raising money, the Franklin County Republican Party is going to send out my fundraising emails <laughs> as well because I, I assume they, 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 they're unbiased in how they do that, right? They're going to send whoever's running gets to use the, the their email system and their distribution list to raise money. Now, we both know that's probably not going to happen, right? 
But the bigger thing about this is it's unseemly what Dave Yost is doing. And I like Dave Yost. I think he's a decent guy. But, you know, he's sending out a fundraiser. And, by the way, I got a physical mail copy of this fundraiser as well, where it's, you know, Dave Yost, Ohio's attorney general, and it's a fundraising, you know, thing for his, you know, Dave Yost for Ohio committee, which is his governor committee. There is nothing in any of the mailings or any of the emails that indicate that this is for governor. It makes you believe it's for the attorney general, and it is misleading. And I know for a fact it's misleading because I know at least one person who donated to, to Dave Yost for Ohio because they've given Dave money as attorney general, and they had no idea that they were donating to the governor's campaign. So th- that, that kind of stuff needs to stop, right? I mean, Dave Yost is better than this. He should, he should stop putting stuff out like, with using the attorney general label, and he should, should make sure it's clearly marked that it's for his run for governor. And, and, and I don't care. Let him raise money all the money he wants. He'll need it. Because, you know, I've got the grassroots and the momentum that's going to be on my side. But look, he should do this in an upright way, which is to make sure people know this is for his run for governor, not his his position as AG. Yeah, I don't know Dave at all. I actually uh, had a class with him at Ohio State many years ago. But uh, I would share your uh, view on that, that particularly if you're the attorney general, which is about enforcing the law, I, I just think candidates do themselves a favor if they're upfront and honest with everything uh, and don't allow, and this may not have even been his doing, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it might have been, uh, and maybe that's too generous on my part, but I just think that uh, it, this is a little bit like coaches getting caught for back in the day when it was possible to break NCAA rules. I always felt like, you know, they're responsible if they knew and went ahead and broke the rules or they re- were responsible if the rules got broken and they weren't on top of it to keep them from being broken. So either way on this, uh, I think he should have been monitoring it, and I, I would agree with you that it's not it's not the greatest look in the world. Yeah, it's just not. And I'm not sure if he broke any official law, right? This is where we have all these loopholes where, you know, should we allow these guys to use their official state government title in fundraising stuff? I, I don't believe we should because, again, it's an, it's a, it's an advantage that, 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 that they, they, they shouldn't carry with them for the next election. So, you know, I, I, this is a change again. When, when I'm governor, we're going to change this because we're not going to allow people to fundraise off their titles the way this is happening, especially in a misleading way where people think he's probably raising money for attorney general because you know, he's going to run because people don't keep up of, oh, is he term limited or not? And yet he's, that, that money is going to his run for governor. So I, I just think it's unseemly, and I hope Dave, Dave knocks it off. Uh, let's uh, talk about something else that uh, seems to be building here, the uh, supposed onset of more COVID. I can't even fathom that we have some schools and even any place, even in the wokest states that are masking kids, but they are. Uh, Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio is doing his uh, uh his, his duty, in my regard, in my in my opinion, to try to head this off with a, a law that would make mask mandates uh, unconstitutional, would make them illegal. Uh, your thoughts on J.D. Vance? Uh, does this have any hope of actually becoming law? Well, unfortunately, probably does not. Right. But I think it's a good thing for him to, to take care of the federal problem. Right. This is no federal mandate. No federal entities can issue mandates or airlines and things like that under the FAA. And so I think it's important for, for J.D. to put a bright line in the sand. And, you know, I, I put a tweet out for J.D. and kudos on this. But I actually said, reminded him, hey, hope you're going to join me here in fighting back the DeWine Husted mandates. Because let's remember, right, we, we love to point at what happens from Washington. But everybody forgets, you know, it was Mike DeWine and John Husted that shut down our state from the pandemic and decimated our businesses, closed our schools, closed houses of worship, put on mandates. And so we've got to fight back at the state level as well. 
in this situation where you've got, you know, the feds are doing one thing and then the states come and do another. And, and I hope J.D. Is, is just as vigilant in working with me to make sure that we don't have any more mandates coming out of the DeWine Houston administration. Matt Mayer is our guest, OpportunityOhio.org. His other website, OhioMatt.com, talks about his run for governor in the state of Ohio. You can follow Matt on Twitter at OhioMatt. Uh, Hunter Biden supposedly getting indicted now. David Weiss, I don't know, is this a reputation saving Hail Mary by David Weiss? Or I saw Mike Turner on Fox this morning and Mike Turner was like, "Yeah, I don't know about this. It could still be another plea deal. Uh, what do you make of the uh, court filing that says David Weiss is going to file some kind of an indictment against Hunter Biden before September the 29th? Yeah, I think that's just David Weiss covering his uh, his his bases with the speedy trial uh, requirement right under the Constitution. And and, and, and so, I, I, look, I'm going to hold I'm going to keep holding my or not holding my breath, I should say, when it comes to Hunter Biden indictments. But but look, every evidence comes out every week showing more and more corruption by the Biden family and including Joe Biden. Right. Joe Biden had now I think he's up to five alias email addresses where he conducted business with Hunter. The White House staff that worked for him was doing business with Hunter, advising Hunter on energy issues, talking to Hunter about energy issues. So, again, not only do we have a FARA violation by Hunter, who never registered as a foreign lobbyist, right? You have the executive branch officials who are engaging in helping a private sector entity in, you know, in, in their business. And, and that's the kind of stuff that as more and more of this comes out. And, again, you, you've said this, Bruce. I've said this. Everybody and their brother said this. If there's nothing there, mm-hmm. why does Joe Biden not simply – Give us his bank record and answer what all these Biden family members did to earn all this money from these various foreign governments. And and at the end of the day, the fact that they cannot and will not answer that is deeply problematic. And they're going to lose. Right. The the one filing that happened, we saw the the, we now know the bank account where Joe Biden wired one hundred thousand to Hunter uh, that came out this week that now that they know where that bank account is. It's a matter of time before that subpoena gets issued, before the bank has to respond. If they try to litigate it, if Joe tries to litigate it, they will lose in court. So we're going to know the records when they come out. And once they do, it's over. That's why I think I've said to you before, Bruce, I don't expect Joe Biden to remain the Democrat nominee for 2024 because I think between his age and not so much his age is how he is aging hmm. and the corruption that continues to come out. There's no way they're going to put him uh, put him up uh, again in 2024. Well, he walked off that ceremony the other day, Matt, because it was planned. It was planned to keep him away from people because he might have uh, COVID. Yeah, well, yeah, he's terrified of Peter Ducey actually asking good, <laughs> tough questions. He's about the only guy uh, in the White House press corps that asks tough questions. It's, and Philip Wegman does, too. I mean, it's just embarrassing to watch how little curiosity. You know, saw this with Philip Bump yeah. uh, last Ugh. week on the podcast, right? The Washington Post reporter who literally showed Bruce zero intellectual curiosity yep. on what no I, well, I don't know what yeah. i don't know what why this happened i don't know like well isn't that tough to ask who what where when why i mean don't they teach that in, in, in journalism school at least i thought that's what they taught and this guy who's a journalist says oh i'm not i don't know what that is and i dare not ask because again never ask a question you know what the answer is because guess what yeah, then you have to report that so it's it's so it's so gross how our media has become so perverted and biased towards the Democrats and the left and in carrying the water of corrupt people. No disagreement from this end. That's why we love having Matt Mayer on the show. OpportunityOhio.org, OhioMatt.com. Follow him on Twitter at OhioMatt. Thanks for your time today, Matt. Hey, thanks, Bruce. Yeah, as conservatives, uh, we really do need to become purposeful in uh, how we spend our money. Uh, That's what my message has been for uh, months and months and months on PatriotSwitch.com. It's my message 
regarding the Stand with Israel tour. It's my message regarding uh, movies like uh, Sound of Freedom and other movies. Look, uh, we are in a very polarizing time here in our country, and we have people who are willing to wage this battle with the gifts that they've been given, and they need your support. Uh, That may mean your economic support. Uh, I grew up professionally in the sports realm. I'm a fan of sports. Uh, But I've been asked by a couple people lately when they see me out at a high school football game. In fact, I was asked last Friday night, hey, you going to Indiana tomorrow for the Ohio State football game? No, not interested. Why not? Well, because I'm just not interested. Like, college football now has become so much like the National Football League where everybody's getting paid and the innocence of it has all been removed. I enjoy high school football more than I enjoy college football because I enjoy community. I enjoy people relating to each other. I enjoy the spirit of a town, of a city, of a school district. Those, I think, are things that are unique to America and things that we have to preserve. I never thought we'd have to fight to preserve them, but now I think we do have to fight to preserve them. We need to be intentional about them. And tomorrow night, as I look across central Ohio, uh, we've got a couple communities coming together for uh, football games within their district. I know in Hilliard, Darby is playing Davidson. Jerome is playing Kaufman in Pickerington. Central is playing North. Uh, I might have missed uh, one or two. If you're not into sports and you're looking for something to do, uh, fine. If you if you don't go see Sound of Freedom, you haven't seen it yet, go see that. If you've seen it already, you're looking for something to do. Uh, our buddy Robert Cooperman with Stage Right Theatrics, he's hosting uh, a stage reading of a play with conservative themes, uh, A Crime of Forgiveness. You've heard him talk about it here on the station. There's a lot of woke, crappy entertainment out there. There's a lot of ways you can waste your money. There's a lot of ways you can give your money to woke causes. Try to become intentional about where your money is going and what you're supporting. You think, ah, one person's money's not going to make a difference. No, it will make a difference. It can make a difference. Here's the certainty. It won't make a difference if you just go about patronizing the same stores and the same entertainment venues and the same kind of entertainment that you've always supported. Because the marketplace, look what happened with Bud Light. Look what happened with Disney+. Plus. You have power as a consumer. Use it. Understand it. Wield it. So uh, that's my message to you. Uh, the the uh, stage reading is uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. 1115 Worthington Woods Boulevard. Uh, Robert's site, you can find it, is uh, stagert.org, stagert.org. And you say, well, I can't afford to go to a high school football game. I can't afford to go to a a play. Well, you can afford to go to Robert's play because admission is free. But I get it. Your costs are going up. I was in a grocery store this morning. The prices are astronomical. They're not getting better. I laughed today. I heard, oh, there's... So many jobs are created, the unemployment rate is down. The Babylon Bee put out a headline the other day, and the best humor is the kind of humor that always has a a kernel of truth in it. It's like the Babylon Bee headline was, Biden touts jobless numbers 
thanks to everyone in America having three jobs. Yeah, everybody in America does need like a side hustle or a second job to pay the price increases that have come on since Joe Biden became president. Here's uh, KJP at the White House yesterday clinging to her binder, lying to you about gas prices across the United States of America. If you look at what we've been able to do this from last summer to this summer, lowering uh, gas prices by uh, by a dollar twenty cents, that is uh, that is because of the work that this administration has done. And so we're always going to be focused on how what you know what what steps we can take uh, to continue to lower prices. Lowering gas prices by a dollar and twenty cents. Lowering, you say, Marty? Yes, lowering. Remember when they were five dollars a gallon? Well. Now they're 380. So that's lowering. Wait, weren't they 239 nationally when Biden took office? What are you? Somebody who pays attention to the facts? Are you one of those crazy people who wants the truth? Lower they're lowering the prices. Remember, inflation is down. Inflation has come down how many straight months? Well, not any because it went up last month. But they prattle on about inflation coming. It's down 10 of the last 11 months. Yes, but you ran it up the flagpole to 40-year highs. But you got to know your facts. And when people spout this kind of nonsense at them, be prepared to fire back. For instance, next week is 9-11, the anniversary of 9-11. Sunday, in fact. Now, I hope we never get to the point where we don't commemorate 9-11. It's worth commemorating, if not for the 3,000 people who lost their lives, because you certainly can't mention that they lost their lives at the hands of Islamic terrorists. That's racist. But it's worth remembering just for the fact that it might have been the last time in America that we were all united. Because pretty soon after that, we started to become more fragmented, and we're more fragmented now than ever before. I'm sure the big uniter in chief in Washington, D.C. will be bringing us together. He will be in New York City and Shanksville, Pennsylvania and the Pentagon and everywhere else on Sunday to commemorate 9-11, right? No, wrong. You know where he will be? Joe Biden? He'll be in Alaska. Huh? Yes. Joe Biden will be in Alaska talking to the greenies, the people who are about saving the environment, which... I don't know who schedules these trips. This seems like a bad idea to me, given the fact that yesterday the Biden administration canceled seven Alaskan oil and gas leases issued by the Trump administration. I'm shocked it took him three years to get around to this one. Normally, I thought on the first day he'd issue an executive order to cancel everything that the Trump administration had greenlighted. Here's the interior secretary. With climate change warming the Arctic more than twice as fast as the rest of the planet, we must do everything within our control to meet the highest standards of care to protect this fragile ecosystem. That's Interior Secretary Deb Haaland. She says President Biden delivering on the most ambitious climate and conservation agenda in history. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.